amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank everyone for tuning in with us today for our first service here with MBKI on Kingdom Encounter. Glory be to God. We're going to go ahead and get started here in worship. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. The Bible says that the angels cry out holy. One cries holy to the other. Somebody just, I need somebody Thank on you, one Jesus. side to cry out holy to yes, the other. If we can side. just somebody focus on one, the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. The reason they cry As we went to worship. Hallelujah. We just give you praise for it. When the cherubim, Thank you, Jesus. when they face one another, Thank you, Jesus. the Bible says that they create Thank a mercy seat, a place Hallelujah. where God can sit and dwell amongst his people. Somebody oh, cry out, Somebody throw a holy in the atmosphere. Somebody create a place where we can hear from God. Somebody cry out, holy, holy Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Holy Lord. God says, if you create a mercy seat, I'm going to come down and I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to speak with you from from above the mercy seat. Anybody want to hear from God? Come on, every voice in the room.
provision that you give us on a daily basis. Hallelujah, Lord God. Forgive us of our sins, Father God, those things that we've said, done, or thought that goes against your purpose, Father God, and your will for our lives. Teach us, Lord God, how to live a life that is holy. Teach us, Father God, how to live a life that is holy unto you. Help us to change our walk and our talk and our lifestyle, Father God. Help us where we're weak. For the Bible says when we are weak, you are strong, Lord God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Father. You're worthy, Father. We give you all the glory. I 
I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I am a friend of, I am a friend of God. Oh, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. Who am I? Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me, that you hear me. When I call, is it true, oh Lord, is it true that you are thinking of me? How you love me. It's amazing. I am a friend of, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Oh, I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I am. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. You God Almighty, God Almighty. Lord of glory, you have called me friend. You got almighty, God almighty. Lord of glory, you have called me friend. You got almighty, God almighty. And your Lord of glory, you have called me friend. And I am a friend of, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I am a friend of. I am a friend of God. Oh, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We give honor and glory to God. We thank you, man of God, God. for lifting up Mm -hmm. the name of the Lord. Yes, he is a friend. We are a friend of God. Mm -hmm. And as we grow closer to him and become more intimate with him, hallelujah, he calls us friend. Amen. Amen. We're going to have our prayer uh, read by uh, First Lady, uh, Prophetess Donna Baxter, Amen. and we need to pray. Amen. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm, I'm going to go forth in prayer now. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this day, oh God, as we come together for this service this evening, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, we just thank you, oh God, for each and every one, oh God, that's joined us this evening, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. And we pray, oh God, and come against every distraction spirit, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. And we just bless and praise the man, oh God, that's going to come forth with the word in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. And we just thank you, oh God, even for those who haven't called in yet, oh God. We bless and praise your name, oh God. God, for them, oh God, as well, oh God. Lord, we just asking, oh God, that there be a mighty move, oh God, and that your anointing, oh God, just fall upon this line, oh God, and move mightily, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. We bless and praise your name, oh God, and we just worship your Holy Spirit, oh God. Lord, we just asking, oh God, that we come against every heart and mind to be on one accord right now, oh God, that every heart and mind will be on one accord, oh God. And Lord, we just asking, oh God, that everyone be covered, oh God, from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Father, Lord, we just asking, oh God, that you, Lord God, will continue, Lord God, to strengthen each and every one of us, oh God, and come against, oh God, every spirit, oh God, to try to come against this line. We come against every word curse that's been spoken, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, and send it back, oh God, to a dry place, oh God. Lord, we just bless and praise your name, oh God, for the mighty move that you're going to come forth with in this evening, oh God. We give you all the place and all the glory, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen, amen We give glory unto you God And thank you uh, Prophet for that prayer And if you can Go ahead and read the uh, Scripture Amen Amen I'm going to be reading the scripture coming from Second Timothy Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Second Timothy The second chapter Verse 11 through 13, and it reads, This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. I have read for you Second Corinthians, coming from the second chapter, 11 through the 13th verse. Amen. 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 And there's some background noise going on, so whoever is uh, out doing whatever, if you can put your phone on mute, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We just give honor to God today for our first online service with MBKI. We give him all the glory and all the praise, and I just want to welcome each and every person that has come upon the line to just just bask in the presence of of his glory. Amen. If we could just take a little time out and just praise God. Just lift up your hands in the air and praise God. Thank God for what he has done for you so far. He has brought all of us from a mighty long way. He's taken some of us out of darkness, out of pits. Hallelujah. He saved some of our lives. Some of us should have gone crazy. Hallelujah. Ah, He has taken and given us shelter. He's given us food. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God. He's even taken our children and brought them back. He's restored marriages. Hallelujah. He deserves praise. He deserves honor. He deserves it now. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Give it to him. Hallelujah. Reach your hands up and pull down. Hallelujah. Pull heaven down. Hallelujah. Release your love upon him. Release your affections upon him. Hallelujah. We love him because he loved us first. Give him your love. Give him his honor. Give him his glory. Hallelujah. God has something to store for and every one of us upon this line. Hallelujah. But we must give you just do. Hallelujah. Don't be selfish with God. Hallelujah. Give him all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him everything you got. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He is a way maker. He is a problem solver. Whatever you're dealing with and whatever you're going through, just call upon the name Jesus and he will bring you what you need. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. We give you all your glory. We give you all the honor, Lord God. You are worthy to be praised, Lord God. We thank you for the glory that rests upon this line, the fire of your glory, the sense of your glory. We thank you for your angelic angels, Father God, that are encamping around this line. And it's home to everyone that is upon this line. We come against every spirit of distraction that's trying to keep people from reaching the place upon this line in which you are called in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord God, for the move that is going to take place. We thank you for the bread, the word that you have given, Father God, the revelation from heaven, Father God, hallelujah, to fall upon the minds and hearts of your people. Hallelujah. We welcome you in this place, Holy Spirit. We don't just welcome the people, but we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come into this place and to have your way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Hallelujah. Boy, we're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to have a good time tonight. Oh, glory be to God. God is doing a new thing. I know people are saying, what are you doing? You having service on the telephone, on the Internet. Yes, that's what we're doing. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God said he wants to spread his word to every single nation, every single tribe, every single country. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He's given us the technology to do it, so we're going to take advantage of it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we welcome you to Must Be Kingdom's International Apostolic Ministry. Hallelujah. We online, but we are moving locally as well. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to turn it over to uh, Sister Kathy for announcements. Sister Kathy, are you there? Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm here. You want to go forth with announcements? Yes, sir, I do. Okay, amen. Uh, hello, everyone. Good evening. This is Sister Kathy White. I come on behalf of MBKI Ministries, and mm-hmm. I have the announcements for Saturday, the 21st of February, 2015. Amen. Announcements are as follows. The Beta Metering Conference line is being offered on Thursday the 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, and 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The, the number to reach and to participate in this conference line is 559 559- Seven two six one two zero zero. I'm going to repeat the number. It's five five nine seven two six one two zero zero. The code to be on the line, which is a private line, is two two five nine one six pound. 
And again, it's 225-916-POUND. And also, every oh. Saturday, beginning at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, ma'am? I think, I think she was saying, saying that that, that wasn't the code. You want to get the right code? The, um, the, the code um, to go with the um, conference line number, it was just a mistake. Uh-huh. The code to the conference line number, the number again is 559-726-1200, and the code to that private line is 281807-POUND, 281807-POUND. Zero seven pounds. Thank you, Susan <coughs> Kathy, for go ahead. Yeah, and I do apologize. That was my fault. Pounds. Okay, it's it's no problem. I just um I want to I'm trying to record it correctly. Zero seven pounds. Okay, and now also in the future on on Saturdays beginning at seven thirty p.m. Eastern, eight thirty Central, and that would be ten thirty Pacific time. Uh, the MBKI's Kingdom Encounter online service will be in full effect every Saturday. That is the, the the weekly meeting time for services for MBKI's Kingdom Encounter. Uh, and it will be in full effect every Saturday. And please come join us. Please come join us where we want to have you and we want to fellowship and worship with you. And also we come expecting to receive a full word from the Lord. That is a timely word as well. And we are also inviting everyone on this line and and extend this invitation to your friends as well to join us every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. That would be 1 o'clock p.m. Central and 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific time for an hour of intercessory prayer. And we call it our hour of power. And it is very powerful indeed. Things come forth and come out as at the direction of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit gives guidance, these things come out in prayer and we expect in, in to receive victory. And in fact we are walking in victory because of this intercessory prayer. Amen. Uh, and then on the third Monday of every month beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and that would be 10 Central, and 12 Midnight. Wow, that's pretty late for you all over there. No, no you're going the opposite way. Go the, the opposite way. Oh, I'm going way. the wrong direction. Oh, see. I'm going to see if I can do this. Me and my man, huh? Okay, pray, pray for us, sisters. See, there, there's a need for prayer. Amen. <laughs> okay, so, so let me go. Okay, so then we're going nine, eight, and six. Correct. For uh, Pacific, for those who want to partner in our ministry and join us as as we run with the vision and follow the visionaries for this, which is Apostle. I keep saying that. Prophet Anthony Baxter and Prophetess Baxter. (laughs) As we all run with the vision together. Amen. And uh, also, uh, upcoming in May, we expect to launch the Hurting Women's Ministry Conference Line, and that will be held once each month. And the date, the specific date, is to be announced at a later time. And in May, we and and for the men, don't feel left out, men. 
In, in <laughs> May, we'll have Iron Sharpens Iron Men's Ministry Conferences, which will, again, the, the specific date will be announced. The date and time will be announced at a later date. But it also will be a monthly event for the men so that one can sharpen the other and, and the countenance can be uplifted in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And also, yeah. we, we also have a, a page on Facebook that can be followed. And the Facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash MBK Apostolic Ministries. I'm going to repeat that. It's www.facebook.com forward slash MBK Apostolic Ministries. And those conclude our announcements for Saturday the 21st of February 2015. Thank you and welcome everyone who's with us tonight. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Kathy, for uh, sharing the announcements. Amen. Glory be to God. And we have another song selection from a very dear friend of ours that is going to come forth. Sister Leona, are you on the phone? Amen. Yes, I am. Oh, amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, she's going to come forth with a song selection, selection, so everybody put on your seatbelts. And Sister Leona, have oh, a good How many times do we go against your will and you forgive us but yet we still turn around and do the things the things we should undo cause we belong to you, Lord, I know, I know I've done some wrong. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord, I've sinned, but just, but I'm still calling your yes. name. Do we go against his will? Then he forgives us. But yet we still turn off and do all the things. Yes, Lord. The things we should undo. Because we belong to you. Thank oh, Lord, we, but we're still calling your name. How many times? Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Do we stand against your name? Then you 
Lord, y'all just know that that was just a song came out of me. <laughs> and that's just a song Amen. God had me at this time. Amen. Amen. And, and we give that's what it is. God is call, he's calling us. <laughs> and we got to change, y'all. That's just a song. <laughs> Amen. I can't do nothing but do the song God told me to sing. So. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Sister Leon, we just thank you for the transformation that you came forth with it. And so at this present time, I'm getting ready to introduce introduce to, to um everyone that's present. I would like to thank God for the awesome man of God who has a heart after God a heart who would state his word around the clock without doing anything else who has a heart of gold without any hesitation is always Hallelujah, and we don't know what actually 
is going on. But God, hallelujah, he knows, hallelujah, because he's orchestrating some things in the lives of his people. Hallelujah. So glory be to God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to First Samuel, and we're going to be going to chapter 16. And we're going to be reading from verse 6 down to 13. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and we're going to be reading from verse 6 to 13. Amen. Glory be to God. I hope everybody's having a fantastic Saturday today. Everybody else, most people, I hope, have the day off. This is the day that we're running around and trying to get things done so we can possibly relax after church. Hallelujah. These weekends are getting shorter and shorter by the year. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. I don't know if it's that they're getting shorter or we getting a little bit wiser in age. I don't know which one it is, but I know these weekends are flying by. But I just thank God for the opportunity to come forth and to share his word and revelation with his people. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 16, verse 6 and 13. Hallelujah. And it reads, So it was when they came that he looked at Aleph and said, Surely the Lord anointed anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical structure, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called uh, Abram and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has this has the Lord chose this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes. So he sent and brought him in. Now as now he was ruddy and bright-eyed and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God, and the word is blessed, hallelujah, and I just pray, Lord, that you put me behind the cross, that your spirit may have his way. Let every word that comes out of my mouth not be from flesh, but be from your spirit, Lord God. Release your revelations from heaven, Father God, upon your people, Lord God, that we may be able to draw nearer to you, Father God, hallelujah, and live a life that is pleasing. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen, hallelujah. So we're going to be talking today about 
David. We're going to be talking about the way that we see leaders. We're going to be talking about some of the things that we are going through because most of what we are going through in our lives today are for a preparation for tomorrow. Hallelujah. And many of the things that we have gone through and even things that we are going through today aren't for ourselves, but it's for the people that God has intended for us to rescue out of darkness and out of the hands of the enemy. If we look at verse 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical structure, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Hallelujah. So what we do here is we're too busy looking at the outward man and not looking at the heart of man. Because if we have the Spirit of God within us, we can use the spirit of discernment to discern the heart of a man. What do you mean by the heart of a man, prophet? What I'm talking about is the motive of the man. Sometimes individuals will say something, it sounds good, but the motive is not correct. Hallelujah. There's people that do things that look good, but the motive is not correct. Do you know the motive of the people that come into your life that does good things for you? Are they looking for something in return, or are they doing it out of the kindness and love of their own heart? How many people have given you money, and you thought it was a gift, but all of a sudden they turn around and say, I gave you $100 two weeks ago. When am I going to get my money? Have you ever had an individual, you come up and say, can I... Uh, 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 can you give me? You didn't say loan. You didn't say borrow. You didn't say pay back. You said give. And they said, sure, kindly. But in the bottom of their heart, in their heart, they said, what I need, I know I can go to them because they gave it to me or I gave it to them. But when they come to you, you don't really have it to give because you got things to do. But they continue to come at you like you owe them something. Sometimes we make a choice and say yes, but because we say yes doesn't mean <clears throat> that we're obligated, that we're obligated. When we deal with men of God and women of God today in the church, we are too busy looking at the appearance of the man. We're too busy looking at how the man preaches or, or the performance how he jumps, how he hoops and loops and, and does all the necessary things that he does to, to perform the service. But where is the heart? This is what God looks at. God looks at the heart. If we were to turn to Matthew 22 and 14, if we look at Matthew 22 and 14, Hallelujah, we can see that he went through all of seven of David's brothers, and none of them were chosen. They were called forth, but they weren't the chosen ones. The Bible tells us in Matthew 22 and 14 that many are called, but few are chosen. You see, in order to be chosen, you're going to go through some stuff. Because God has to make sure that he can trust you. He has to make sure that he can trust you. Amen. If we go to Jeremiah 17 and 10, it says, The Lord searches the heart 
and test the mind, my God. What are you saying, prophet? I'm saying that God tests your mind. The Bible says that the battlefield, let me take that back, it is stated that the battlefield is in the mind. If you read George Meyer's book, the battle is in the mind. So if the battle is in the mind, that means God is trying to pull you one way and the enemy is trying to pull you another. So God needs to test your mind to see what way you're going to go. Let me help you to understand something. The flesh came from the earth. The Bible says that God formed man from the dust of the earth. Hallelujah. But now we're filled with the spirit, okay, that came from heaven. See, the spirit loves heaven and don't like nothing about the earth. But the flesh loves the earth and don't like nothing about heaven. So now we got a battle. What do we have in the middle? A soul, mind, will, and emotion. So now the, the, the flesh, the flesh, it, it, it pulls us this way, and we run because of the emotion, the thought that, that drives us to go and do the things that we do. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So God has to do some things to renew your mind. If we look in the book of uh, Exodus, as the Israelites were going into the wilderness, they were happy-go-lucky because what was on their mind is we go into a promised land. But the thing that God did not reveal to Moses is the hell that they were going to have to go through from point A to point D. There's a whole bunch of other letters between A and D, and they did have no idea pertaining to those. But one thing, God was with them the whole way, providing all of their needs according to his riches and his glory. We can even look at Abraham. Abraham was told that he would be the father of many nations and didn't have a son. And it took years before he he had a son, Isaac. But He continued to persevere. Why did this take place? Because there were particular tests that God had to take him through before he was able to become the father of many nations. One of the last tests that he went through was to kill his son. That's a test. I mean, that's a test that's somewhat equal to God because God gave his only begotten son. And Abraham was willing to give his only begotten son. And God said, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, no, no, don't, don't kill him. I needed to see if I could trust you. And there was a ram that came out the bush. And they sacrificed the ram. Glory be to God. We're going to be looking at today 10 tests that God puts the call through to purify them so that they can be called chosen. Everybody upon the line want to be a chosen one, right? Oh, everybody want to be called? Okay. I want to be chosen. I want God to choose Amen. I want to be chosen too. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Talk about it. If I said anybody on the line want a million dollars, I bet everybody be hollering. Amen. I want to be chosen. <laughs> Amen. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Wait a minute. All right. Hallelujah. I have my phone on mute. The first test, the first test, the 
first test is called the time test. Y'all, write this down. Write this down. Whoever whoever has the background noise, if you can put your phone on mute. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The first test is the time test. Okay? The time test. Now, God will put you on a shelf for a long time. He'll just let you sit there. Like 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 preservative, like that like that old jelly that your grandma used to make, that plum jelly. You know, she's making it just let set it up on the shelf. Don't nobody see it. Don't nobody mess with it. Don't even touch it. When you take the when you take that preservative jelly down, it got cobwebs and, and dust all over it, just sitting there. Just sitting there. See, what this does is it produces and it develops faith in your life. You see, because if you can sit and still trust and believe in God, you're passing that test. He will shut every door in your face and seemingly forget about you. See, and, and, and with this, he can look at your motives. When everything in your life is turned upside down and inside out, and it seems like God ain't nowhere to be found, every turn you take, there's something socking you right upside the mouth. And you like, Lord, have mercy. Don't that sound like when you first gave your life to the Lord? It sounded like that way for me because everything was peachy keen, had a place to stay, good job, everything was going good. When I say, yes, Lord, I will go forth and I'll stop running from the call. Lord God, I will do it. Job was gone, home was gone, everything was gone. And I was sitting in a place where nobody, my kids, my mom, nobody would come to see me. And I felt so lonely, but I continued to pray. And God told me one day, he said, I have you in a cocoon all to myself. And when I release you, you will fly away and be a beautiful butterfly. And that gave me comfort. See, when God speaks to you, it has the ability of shifting things in you to where you no longer are bound to uh, feelings that are not of God. But what that did is it gave me an understanding that God is working some things out of me and instilling some things into me. So sometimes we got to be left alone. we got to get away from some of those naysayers, some of those negative folks, those folks that talk one thing and do another, that continue to say the same old thing of talking about our past. Oh, he always going to smoke crack. Oh, well, yeah, he's talking about God today. He'll be smoking crack tomorrow. All that kind of stuff. We got to let them people go and sometimes just be by ourselves with God. So God can do what God needs to do to take us to the next level. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 through 3. This is going to back up what I'm telling you here. Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 and 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. It says here in chapter 16 of Genesis, verse 1, Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. 
and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abraham, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain a obtain children by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Then Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. You got a problem waiting on something? God is doing some things. Let him do what he's doing. So what if everybody ain't come? So what if you ain't the popular person that you used to be? God is working some things out. See, Sarah couldn't wait. She knew what God said, but she didn't have no patience to wait to be taken off the shelf. So she wanted to go do things her way. Oh, my God, I didn't say that. Yeah, I did. We do things our way. We don't want to wait on God. We want to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and how we want to do it. And when what we want to do don't turn out the way we want it to turn out, now we run back to God and ask God to fix it. When all we needed to do was keep ourselves on the shelf with the cobwebs and the dust. Because God, sure enough, is going to pull us down and clean us up and send us out to fulfill the purpose and destiny that he has us sitting on the shelf for. But he has to test us. Are you passing the test, the time test? (laughs) The second test is called the word test. The word test. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will test your knowledge of Scripture. Things will hit you hard, and there is nowhere else to go but to the Bible for wisdom. Have you ever gone through something, and everywhere you turned just couldn't answer the question? And so you begin to search the scriptures, and you found the answer, you found the direction, you found a a scripture that gave you strength to be able to persevere, to take another step, to wake up to another day, to open up your eyes to the situation to where you were able to make the right decision instead of listen, listening to Bebe or Jethro. The word test. God cannot use you if there is too much flesh in the way. He can't use you. If you look at the Israelites, the first generation of Israelites, they didn't make it to the promised land because there was too much flesh in the way. They didn't want they didn't want Egypt to be broken off of them. They wanted to take Egypt into Canaan, and that was not going to happen by God's standards. God is trying to take the flesh 
and put it under the submission of his spirit. But many of us are walking with tons of flesh and not allowing the spirit man to get strengthened enough to stand up. God kills the flesh so that he can get the glory. God will allow you to be betrayed, to be accused, to be forgotten and ignored, and end up in a dark pit. Let me tell you something about my life. I went through hell. And my ease and comfort was crack cocaine. And that was my dark pit. But I thank God because his hand was on me. I would go places that no man should go. Not with the type of money I was carrying around. Every time I walk down the street into this particular area, they say, oh, there we go, and everybody's running up to me like they're my friend. But you've got to understand something about me. My heart never changed. I always gave. I gave so much there was nothing left for me. And then I would get mad. And then when I would ask them for some, I couldn't get nothing. And I'm the one that gave them what they got that I'm asking for back. God will put you in a place to where you have nowhere else but to turn but to his word. I recall times where I, where, where, where I, I, I could feel particular spirits, and I would get fearful, and I would just begin to think about particular scriptures that would just come, that would just come to me, they would just come to me, and it was like comforting. It was like comforting because I'd be in a position where I couldn't move because my, my body wanted more, but my spirit is saying, go, but I can't move. I'm paralyzed. So God is giving me these scriptures to stay in my mind to protect me from all of the evil that was around me. I don't know if y'all ever been there. Here, let's go here. Have you ever been betrayed by somebody? Have you ever been betrayed by somebody? Have you ever been with a man or have you ever been with a woman and they saying that they love you, but the next thing you know they got a man or a woman on the side? Have you ever been promised something and you did your part, but when it came for them to do their part, they didn't fall through? Have you ever been molested? Have you ever been raped? Have you ever been betrayed? Don't think that God wasn't in the midst of that. God sees all he knows all. Before the enemy can do anything, he has to go to God to get the permission. And what God does is he uses what the enemy meant for bad for your good. What do I mean by that? Because it's to build you, it's to strengthen you, it's to prepare you for what God has for you. The Bible says in the book of James, count it all joy. Oh, my God. How can you call this suffering joy? Because it's preparing you for the purpose that God has created you for and the blessings that you are going to walk in. But you must trust him in the midst of the test. You remember in the days... We go to school, and the teacher will say, okay, today we're having a test. 
first thing everybody says, oh. But you get those A, those, those A students, you know, those A and B students, they just sit up there, they pull the pencil out and say, bring it on. You see, we have the wrong mentality. We have that humanistic mentality with these tests that God gives us. We need to have the mentality of those individuals that, that, that got the A's and the B's. Bring it on. Oh, I'm going to pass this test. I done been around I done been around the same mountain so many times. I know, boy, I, but let me tell you. But it comes a time when we must pass that test. We all have a Goliath. We all are dealing with something right now that God continues to bring the same test. It may look different, but it's the same test because that's an area in your life that God wants to strengthen. That's an area in your life. I'm going to tell you, that's the area in your life where the anointing is going to be released from God once you overcome that thing, once you take authority over that thing to where you'll be able to go and rescue others that are by that same spirit. <clears throat> Go to Genesis chapter 37, verse 18 and 19. We're going to take a look at Joseph. That'll back up what I'm talking about here. Genesis 37, 18 and 19. Hallelujah. 37, 18 and 19. Amen. Genesis 37, verse 18 and 19 reads, Now when they saw him after afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer is coming. Look, this dreamer is coming. The word test. You see, what he did is he shared the word of God that God gave him in a dream. And what happened? Everybody got upset and pissed off because God had given him or was going to give him authority over them. Sometimes God will give us a dream. He'll give us a vision. He'll show us some things about ourselves. And the first thing that we want to do is just what Joseph did. He went and told his dad. He went and told his brothers. And everyone got jealous. How many of you got the word from God and you went and shared it with somebody and they tried to talk against it or said you couldn't do it? You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Bottom line is the things that you can't do Is the thing that God is telling you you can't do With him But what happens is We see that thing being so big And we're so used to being in the box That we don't even want to look at that Because I know I can't do that You got it right baby You can't do it But with God all things are possible So that's the thing that you need to hold on to That's the thing that you need to write And make it plain That's the thing you need to stick upon your wall And that's the thing that you need to go for Because God is putting you in the position To uh do that thing or to have that thing or to possess it. The word test. 
Are you going to believe the word that God has given you, or are you just going to throw it to the ground because it's too big? You can't see yourself doing it. All the word curses that have been spoken over your life, you never amount to nothing. You're stupid. You're crazy. You're dumb. All those type of things. You're not what people say you are. You're everything that God says you are, and you are the apple of God's eye. You are his child, and he's going to give you the best of the best. You better believe he's going to do it because that's the type of God that I serve, and I'm quite sure that everybody upon this line serve the same God that I do, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the only God, the true and living God. Hallelujah. And he will do it for you if you put your trust in him. Hallelujah. Number three, I got to speed this thing up. This is getting good. Hallelujah. Number three is called the servant's test. Oh, my God. You're talking about serving folks. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes, I am. Serving, servant test. God will put you in a place to see if you will serve another man or woman, a pastor, a ministry, if you will serve. Many want to be leaders, but no one wants to follow. Do you know to be a good leader, you got to follow? But most people assume that I was born a leader. No, no, you got you to learn some things to actually lead. You may be good in some areas, but there's a lot of areas to be a leader. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, when you're dealing with people, you're dealing with personalities. When you're dealing with people, you're dealing with wounds. When you're dealing with people, you're dealing with you don't know how they're going to come. Hallelujah. So you got to read them. you got to really study them. you got to know their heart, know their mind, know how they think. Hallelujah. So you can Talk to them in a certain way to where you can build them up and not break them down, to where you don't say one thing one way and they flip out on you. Hallelujah. A leader, you've got to follow to be a leader. Hallelujah. The servant's test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You at, uh, at times may know <clears throat> if a man of God is happy or mad. Many want to be leaders, but no one wants to follow. Okay. If you cross the line and disrespect the office, you're out. See, this, 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 this is what, what happens a lot of times. When you disrespect the man of God, your authority, your spiritual father, your spiritual mother, hallelujah, what happens is they just kick you out. But, see, I don't see Jesus. He, Jesus didn't kick nobody out. Jesus didn't kick nobody out. When Peter told Jesus, when Peter told Jesus, "Oh, you ain't going to have to go to the cross," what he did was he said, "Get behind me, Satan," because he knew he was dealing with the demon. Hallelujah! The Bible tells us in Ephesians it says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spirits, about those things of darkness. So why are we going to come against the man when we should be coming against the demon and loving the man? We got it twisted. These demons are sitting up here causing all kind of ruckus, and we're coming at each other, and they're just sitting there laughing, eating popcorn like a movie. We read the word, but we don't follow the word. Do we believe the word? Do we trust the word? If that's the case, then we should love one another in the midst of and come against those spirits and demons that are trying to use the vessels to bring division and separation. The servant's test. Are you a good servant? Can you follow? Are you humble? Can you can, can 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 you be taught something, or do you know everything? What kind of servant are you? Are you passing this test? Mm-hmm. 
See, the man of God is very unpredictable. You don't know what he might say or do. But a servant must be the number one thing in your life, outside of everything else. Do you understand what ministry means? Ministry is serving. Everybody wants to be a leader. Every, I want to be a pastor. I'm a prophet. I'm an evangelist. I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. No, you are a minister. You are a servant of God. And what that means is that you are saying, how can I help you? Not being helped. No, not having somebody carrying your briefcase and your Bible and your notebook. No, that's not what it's about. It's about serving the people. We can go to First Kings, chapter 19. Through 21, the Bible says, Elijah served Elijah possibly for years, not days. Elijah made life tough for Elijah, but he never turned. <clears throat> it wasn't easy, but he hung in there. He had to learn. He had to learn. Sometimes we'll get rebuked for things, and it don't feel good. But it's a learning process. Hallelujah. He told him to go. He told him to go many times. Just go, go. I'm tired of you. Go. And he said, no, I'm going to continue to follow you. Are you a servant? I'm not saying a slave. I'm saying a servant. The thing that I realize and understand is this. When you have a spiritual father or a spiritual mother, as you serve them, what ends up happening is you begin to take upon a likeness of them. You begin to take a likeness of them. Hallelujah. Just like the, 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 the oil came off of Aaron's beard on down, it comes off of them onto you. And there's a likeness. You're unique, but there's some things in you that are like your spiritual father or your spiritual mother or your covering because you served, you learned, you were taught by this man or woman of God to push you in the position and into the purpose that God had created you for. Amen. Where am I at time-wise? Let me see what we got. Oh, we got 45 minutes. We're doing good. We're doing good. Amen. Amen. Number four. Number four, glory be to God. The wilderness test. Oh, Lord, how many How many of us are, are in the wilderness? How many people are stuck in the wilderness? Glory be to God. The wilderness test. God will put you through the most difficult period of your life to get the world out of your system. Mm-mm-mm. Egypt had to go through the wilderness to get or The Israelites had to go through uh, the wilderness to get Egypt out of their system before they crossed over into Canaan. Before you're able to fulfill the purpose and destiny that you have for your life, there's some things that God needs to break off of you, of the world. See, I was very materialistic. I used to wear suits to high school and, and, and ill-skinned boots and all this other crazy crap. I was the popular guy, this, that, and the third. But what God had to do for me is break me to where I had no money, no clothes, no nothing, homeless, everything like that to help me to understand the value of a nickel. I'm not even going to say a dollar, a nickel. I'll say this, you never ask to be, be like somebody because you never know what that somebody has gone through. 
because we have gone through to get to this point. And I thank God for every minute and every test that we've had to go through. Would I go through it again? I'll be honest, no. <laughs> Don't want to go through it again. There are some things that we had to go through two or three times. And every time we say, oh, Lord, I, I'll never want to go through that again. And here it comes right around the corner. Glory be to God. But I thank God for it. Amen. <clears throat> so, you know, you don't enjoy the things of this world. That's the purpose. You know, being in the world but not of the world is what the Bible says. So, yes, money's nice. Cars are nice. Homes are nice. Clothes are nice. But we put too much emphasis on it because they have more. We put more emphasis on those things than we do on God and the kingdom of God. So what God has to do, because He is a jealous God, is He has to take those things that you put above Him and put them below Him. But when He puts them below Him, Hallelujah! We get oppressed, we get depressed, we don't know how to act. We ain't thinking about God. We thinking about how I can get some more money, how I can get them clothes, how I can get this, how I can get that. God is the last thing that crosses our mind. Or if he does cross our mind, instead of praising him and worshiping him, we're asking him for these things that we have put before him. Lord, can I have this back? Can I have that back? But we're not praising him and worshiping him and giving him the love that he is due. Oh, y'all don't hear me, but y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Hallelujah. We need to put God in his rightful position. He's the head. He ain't the tail. God is not the tail. If he told us we ain't the tail, why are we going to put him behind? He ain't the caboose. He's the steam engine. He's pulling this thing. But we're going to put all this stuff of this world before the creator of the thing that we are putting before. No, that don't make no sense. It makes no sense. If you need money, go to God. He's the creator of the money. His economy is greater and better than anything that is upon this earth. I've married two times before I married my wife. I said, you know what, God, I'm going to do it your way. Lord God, I'm going to wait for my wife. I had all kinds of imitators coming my way, but I knew in my spirit they weren't the ones. I had to I had to go down to the country to go find my wife. I ain't, I wasn't even thinking about looking in the country. I'm looking for somebody in the city, but God took it to the country. And I found my wife. Boy, I thank God for my wife. And the enemy hates our marriage. He hates it. Because we love one another with a pure agape love. Hallelujah. The wilderness. You may lose your friends, those people you enjoy being with. They may just go. God will take them away. You will become very, very uncomfortable with what used to be comfortable. It's in this way that we learn the ways of the Spirit. How many of y'all right now, if you look back six months, a year ago, there's some things that was going on six months, a year ago, that today, if you think about it, just makes you uncomfortable. You know, some of those mindsets 
some of those behaviors, some of those attitudes that if you look at it today, it's like, my God, I'm glad I'm released from that because that, oh, my God, are always still enjoying those old mindsets, those old behaviors, those old ways. God is trying to do something. And he's putting us in these tests so that more of the world and more of ourselves and more of the flesh can be released off of us so that the spirit in us can rise up and we can do what he has assigned for us to do, being chosen as we go through these tests. As we go through these tests. If we look at Exodus 16, Verse 2 and 3, Exodus 16, verse 2 and 3, hallelujah, glory be to God, 16, verse 2 and 3, it reads, Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness, The children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hands of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. With hunger. You see, they started looking backwards and looking at how good it was. But they could not understand how good it was going to be, how better it was going to be, how they would have multiplied in their freedom, in their liberty. Do you understand that where you're at right now is not where you're going to remain, that God has a better place for you, that he has your blessings waiting for you, but there's some things that he needs to break off of you. There's some things that he needs to prepare you for, for when you reach that place. How can you be a millionaire and you're not even a good steward with your money? Hallelujah. You can't hold no money because every time you get money in your hand, you need you want to spend it on something that you ain't got no sense of spending it on. People ain't even paying their tithes to God. Hallelujah. But they want a million dollars. They want to live uh, 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 in security knowing that their, their needs are being taken care of. God wants to do it. But before he can do it, he must prepare you for it. So don't complain in the preparation. Just pass the test and give God his his glory and his due in the midst of it. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Number five is called the patient test. The patient test. As long as he's ministering to you is how long it is. It's his time, not yours. The Bible says that his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts aren't our thoughts. It says that a thousand years is one day to God. So who are you to say, okay, God, that's enough. Our God, no, in three days. No, God, in two days. If you can't do it in two days, God, I'm gone. He's God. He's not going to put more on you than you can bear, but he's going to stretch you to the ultimate limit to activate and to pull out of you what is already in you. Because believe it or not, everything that you need to fulfill the purpose that he has predestined for you on the earth, he's already put in you through his spirit. Through his spirit. 
<clears throat> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 27. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 27. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I thank you, Jesus, for this word. Glory be to God. If y'all ain't getting anything, I know I am. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 27. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And it reads, Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. To turn one away from the snares of death. David waited on God. David waited on God to turn him away from the snares of death. We got to realize David was on the run, he was being hunted, but he waited. Upon God, he had patience. When God said move, he moved. Even though he would hear things coming, God didn't say move, he wouldn't move. But when God said move, he went. How many of you heard God speak and say go, but you say, oh, God, no, I can't go. Uh-uh, not right now. No, young and the restless is on. Uh-uh. No, I, I can't move out of state, Lord God, because I got this good job, and and I'm talking I'm talking to Roscoe and Roscoe and me thinking about hooking up. No, I can't, I can't move, God. Uh-uh, I can't do. It. I got a house too. Oh no, I can't do that, God. Or you're waiting on God to do something, and it's just taking him too long. Just like Sarah, she had no patience. Amen. Number six. Frustration, the frustration test. You will become frustrated with your life and the way things are going in it. I've talked to many individuals over the past couple of months, and this is where they're at. They're, they're, they're at that place of frustration. Lord, this has gone on long enough. I'm tired. I trust you. I love you. But, Lord God, I, it, I'm done. When are things going to turn around for me? Frustrated. God knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He knows where you're at, and he knows what you're going through. And there's a purpose and reason for this area that he's placed you in. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 9. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 7 and 9. Hallelujah. How many of y'all frustrated? I mean, doggone it. You know, things 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 should be better. You know, I mean I, I pay I pay my tithes. I, I you know I love on folks. You know, why 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 me? You know, my girlfriend Jenny over here, you know, she got all this craziness going on in her life and things is 
It's going okay with her. Why I got to be going through all this craziness? Because you got to call upon your life. God is trying to prepare you for something. Don't pay attention to what's going on in other people's lives because you don't know what God is doing in their life. You need to pay attention to what God is doing in your life. You need to seek God and ask God why and just sit and listen. Just get on the floor and stressed out, prostrate and say, Lord, I'm not moving until you give me an answer. Why? And I guarantee you, God will give you something. He may not show you the whole just of it, but he going to give you a piece of the puzzle. Why? Because he loves you, and he doesn't want to see you suffer. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. He wants you to hold on to the joy. Hallelujah. It says in James, count it all joy. So as you're going through, God is saying be joyful because I got you. I got this thing. Hallelujah. But our humanistic side of us, the flesh and the mind, hallelujah, we want things our way. We want things our way. Hallelujah. Genesis, or excuse me, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Uh-oh. You know, we got to pay a little bit for some of that stuff we did while we was in the world. Sometimes we got to go through some things because of the things that we may have caused or done. Here's the thing of it. Sin is death. Jesus paid the sin for the death. Hallelujah. As we sin, we ask God for forgiveness. Hallelujah. He gives us forgiveness. But it does not mean that there's not a consequence that we are not going to have to deal with on the earth. On the earth. So we may have to go through some things. That's okay. That's okay. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8 and verse 23. Romans chapter 8 and verse 23. For those of y'all who don't know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Bible guy. I'm going to take you straight to the Word and back up everything that I'm saying here. Hallelujah. I don't want y'all talking about I'm, I, I'm, I'm sharing 11. No, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm not trying to puff you up. There's no nutritional value in yeast. Hallelujah. I want to give you bread. I want to give you something fresh. Hallelujah. 8 chapter, chapter Romans, chapter 8 and verse 23. Glory be to God. It says here, not only that, but we also who have the fresh fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves eagerly, waiting for the adoption and redemption of our body. Romans 8, chapter 23. Yep, okay. So, <laughs> basically what we go through is going to work for our good. The Bible says what the enemy makes for bad, all is going to work for our good. God is going to work it out. It's going to prepare us. It's going to be used for the edification of the kingdom of God that we're able to share with others what we have gone through. Sometimes some of us got to go through some hell to prevent someone else from having to go through some hell. Amen? Amen? I done talked to many people that use crack, and I told them my, my story and some of the things that I went through. And even when I was 20-some-odd uh, years old, there was an older man that told me, he said, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to lose everything. And I told him, you must be crazy. Just because you lost everything doesn't mean that I am because I was hard-headed and didn't want to listen. And you best believe I lost everything, just like that man said. So, hallelujah, we're able to share our wisdom with people. And if they are humble enough to take the word that we give, we can prevent them from going down some of the same roads 
we went down. Amen? Glory be to God. Number seven is discouragement to the limit test. Discouragement to the limit test. Okay, so we went through frustration. Now we're going a little bit deeper into that frustration. I cannot handle it anymore. You're getting so very discouraged. You're getting very discouraged. So you're needing something to help you focus back on the call when you're discouraged. When we get discouraged, that's when we need to call upon those men and women of God to help us to get our minds off of the world and put them back upon God. Hallelujah. When Peter was in the water, walking on water, walking on the word that God spoke, or the Lord spoke when he said, come, hallelujah, but he began to look at the, and hear the sounds and the, and, and, and the waves, hallelujah, and fear hit him, and he began to sink. But as long as he was able to walk upon the word and keep his eyes upon Christ, he was able to walk, hallelujah. So when we get to that place of frustration and when we get to that place of discouragement, we are now beginning to get fearful because we're taking our trust and belief is being shaken. It's being shaken, and we need to go back to the Word. We need to go back to our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We need to go back to the Lord, hallelujah, and get on our knees and get strengthened back up, and get strengthened back up. But what we do, hallelujah, based upon the enemy coming against our mind is we isolate ourselves. And when we do get calls from our brothers and sisters, we say, oh, everything is good. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. But hallelujah, you're going through hell, but you don't want no, no one to know about it. I come against that Leviathan spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, because sometimes we need to let people know that everything ain't peaches and cream. No, I ain't got no food in the refrigerator. No, my, my rent is about to be, I'm about to be evicted. But sometimes we let our pride get in the way of the help that God is trying to send our way. Discouragement to the limit. This is the breaking point. This is the breaking point. Oh, if one more thing come, I'm a break. Hallelujah. The Lord knows where you're at. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Isaiah 41 and 10. Isaiah 41 and 10. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. 41 and 10 in the book of Isaiah. We're talking about the discouragement to the limit test. You're about to snap one more thing, one more thing. That's all it would take. Hallelujah. 41 and 10 in the book of Isaiah say, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. You will uphold. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What is God saying? What is God saying? He is saying that he got you. He's saying, I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you. So what this is telling me, if God is saying this, then we ain't thinking about God in the midst of what it is that we're dealing with to become so discouraged. 
we're thinking of the situation. Because if we believe the word of God, God says, I will, one, two, three times in Isaiah 41 and verse 10. And this is a promise, y'all. This is a promise. He says if we do one thing, it's all we got to do. It's fear not. But what happens is that fear comes and we take our eyes off of God and we put them on the situation. Now we're fearful. We're paralyzed. The enemy has us where he wants us. And then he sends his agents through other people to begin to plant more seeds into our mind to make us assume that it's going to get even worse. So now we're backed into a corner and we're not thinking about God even though we want to think about God. But when we pray, we got so much stuff going on in our mind that we can't focus and concentrate so we get up off of our knees and we go and we start complaining and murmuring about the situation once again. The enemy has us right where he wants us. But the devil is a lie because God says, fear not for I am with you and do not be dismayed for I am your God. That will strengthen you, that will help you, and that will uphold you by his right hand. And that's power. So get your eyes back on God. Take them off the situation. Take them off the problem. God got it. And if it don't turn out the way you want it to turn out, oh, well, it's turning out the way God wants it to turn out, as long as you're doing his will and his way. Amen? Number eight is called the war test. The war test. Oh, yes, we're going to go to war because we're in boot camp right now. We learn a little bit something. We sharpening up our swords. Hallelujah. We're learning how to use that AK forty seven, the spiritual AK forty seven. Hallelujah. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. The word test. God tests your fighting ability. See, devils take no rest, nor should we. So who's on vacation? Is anybody on the line on vacation? They 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 assume that I've been fighting devils for about two weeks, so I'm gonna take a day off. Because if you're taking a day off, the devil's having a field day in your life. The war test. God wants to see if you're going to war. Hallelujah. When you wake up in the middle of the night and you got to use the restroom and God is saying to pray and to go into warfare, hallelujah, do you say, oh, well, i got to get up in about two hours. I'll pray then. Or do you say, oh, well, I, I'm going to lay back down and I'm going to pray as I'm laying down. And you know we can't pray when we're laying down because we're going to go right back to sleep. The war test. Can God trust you to put you on the front line? Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse 10 through 13. This is how we prepare for battle. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We should be reading this scripture, this, this, this right here, every morning so that we can be prepared for battle. Ephesians chapter 6, chapter 6, verse 10 through 14. All right, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Glory be to God. See with what large letters I have written to you. Uh oh. I'm in the wrong, I mean, I thought that was right. It didn't sound right. I was in Galatians. Let me get to Ephesians. I do apologize. 
Amen. I'm I'm looking for the armor of God, and I'm sitting here. Okay, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? So that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Not people, but principalities. Hallelujah. Against powers, against rulers, against doctrines of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, not half of it, not a quarter of it, but all of the armor of God, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. With what truth? Having put on the blessed plate of righteousness, and having shoed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Glory be to God. Above all, taking the shield of what? faith, which will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one, and taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The war test. The war test. Amen. We have to be dressed for battle. If you recognize there's only one offensive piece of the armor, the rest are defensive. The sword of the Spirit is the only defense that we have, which is the Word of God. Get into your Word so you can sharpen your sword so when you swing it, hallelujah, it'll cut something. It just won't hit something in the name of Jesus. Number nine is called the vision test. The vision test. Hallelujah. God will test your vision to see if you can look into the Spirit and judge what you see. And judge what you see. You know, many of us look, but we don't see nothing. Because our spiritual eyes are still closed. There are scales over them. We're not able to see into the spirit realm or to see what is actually motivating a particular person or place or thing to do what it is actually doing. The vision test. Turn with me to First John, chapter four, in verse one. First John, chapter four, in verse one. Amen. It says here in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are from of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we must test the spirits. And as we're able to see in the spirit realm, we can see some things that we cannot see in the natural realm. Because the things in the natural realm, hallelujah, they uh, uh, start off in the spiritual realm. Everything spiritual comes into the physical. So if we can go into the spiritual realm, we can catch things that we can't catch in the natural realm and begin to move accordingly. Amen. Last but not least, Number 10, the promotion test. 
this is what we all want right here. But in order to get here, we got all those other tests that we got to go through. And some of us are, are stuck on number six. Some of us are stuck on number seven. Some of us are stuck on number three. And some of us are entering into number ten, the promotion test. He will test you to see if you can handle exaltation. Can you handle it when people start to clap? When people begin to run to you and say, that was an awesome word. Or, man, you are so accurate as a prophet. Man, everything that you said has come to pass. Can you handle that? Will you become proud or arrogant? Will you push people away thinking that you're better than? Even with your spiritual mother or spiritual father, are you getting so arrogant to where you dishonor the man or woman of God that has mentored you into this, that has poured into you? To where you try to take the mantle before it is actually given to you? If we look at the prodigal son, the prodigal son said to God, he said, no, he said, give me my inheritance. And because the the father of the prodigal was a was 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 loving. He gave him what he asked for, but he wasn't prepared for it. He didn't know what to do with it. Just because we begin to move and we're being elevated, don't allow pride to come in and allow it to lead to your destruction. Remain humble in the promotion test as you're being elevated because we need to stay low so that God can be high the Lord can be lifted up not us and there's too many people lifting themselves up before God and that's why many are being exposed and are falling down I got a question think about this Now, you know that you're chosen by God. But are you passing the test? You know that God has called you. But are you passing the test? It says in John 15 and verse 16, we are God's chosen. We must go through the fire to be stripped of Egypt and walk holy and righteous before him. John 15 and verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Let's not look at what we're going through as situations, as issues. Look at them for what they are. They're tests. 
God is preparing each and every one of us for our purpose and our destiny. We need not to go around the same mountain, the same test, but to overcome it, to pass it, so we can move on to the next test, the next level. God is a lot different than our teachers. He does not give us the lesson before the test. He gives us the test, and if we don't pass it, we learn the lesson. And the test will come back around again. Lord God, I just thank you. I glorify you, and I worship you. I thank you, Father God, for the word that has gone forth. And I pray that it did not fall on deaf ears. I thank you for the test, Father God, that you have given each and every one of us to push us, to elevate us to higher heights in you, that we may be equipped to go out and fight and do what it is that you have called each and every one of us to do for your kingdom and your glory. There is none like you, Lord God. And we know even in the midst of the suffering, even in the midst of the pain, even in the midst of the fear, even in the midst, Lord God, help us to understand that you are right there with us. You will never leave us nor forsake us, is what the word says. You say that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that I shall fear no evil. Lord God, help us to walk through and not get stuck in. We thank you, Lord God. Allow this word, Father God, to take root and grow. Help us to apply it to our lives, Lord God, that as situations come about, that we would look at it as a test. And we will will be like those A students in school. We just go right through it and pass it. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask, is there anyone upon the line that needs prayer, that find themselves in the midst of a test and they're having a difficult time passing it? Are you frustrated? Are you to the point of breaking? Are you are you sitting on the shelf? Is there anyone out there that is in need of prayer for any of those reasons? Yes. Hi, Mr. Baxter. This is Kim. Yes, Kim. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello? Well, Kim, I heard you. And I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. I'm not sure what it's for, but I'm believing, hallelujah, that you are in the midst right now of some issues, hallelujah, that you have been going through, and you're needing some strength. You're needing your joy, hallelujah. 
You're needing joy and peace of mind. I'm also seeing even confusion, hallelujah, on what way to go. So, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, hallelujah, we lift up your daughter, Kim, to you now, Father, for she loves you, Lord God, hallelujah. And we just pray now, Lord God, that you will release your angelic angels upon her life, Father God. Surround her, Lord God, hallelujah. We pray that the peace, Father God, of the Lord may be steal upon her, Lord God. Restore and renew her joy. Release your deuterous power, Father God, to resurrect those things, Father God, that are falling and weakening in her, Father God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Rivers of living water flow through her. Hallelujah. Soften those hard places, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord. Even, Lord God, open up a window, Father God, and throw out a financial blessing upon this woman of God. There is a need that she has, Lord God, and she has not the finances. Lord God, I pray now, I decree and declare, Lord God, release it from heaven now upon your daughter, and she will give you all the glory. Even now, Lord God, I give you glory for what you are doing on her behalf, Lord God, 50, uh, 50, 65. Hallelujah, 50, 65. Hallelujah, glory be to God, Father God. Release the $65, 65, 65. There's something, there's a need, $65. I don't know what it is, Lord God, but I thank you for releasing it into our hands, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless her children, Father God, hallelujah, even in her work. Even in her work. I don't know if she's looking for a job. Hallelujah. But, Lord God, I just pray, Father God, that you may open up doors that no man may close. Hallelujah, Lord God. And we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We come against confusion. We come against, hallelujah, word curses. We come against witchcraft. Hallelujah. Upon her life, Lord God. Even the afflictions in her body. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Release, Father God, your fire, your glory upon her life, Lord God. Burn off, Father God, everything that has attached itself to her, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that she may walk in liberty. Hallelujah. Glory. Do it now, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got six minutes. Okay, we got six minutes here. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to do a general prayer. Hallelujah for everyone. There's a couple of things that we need to do before we get off the line. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God. And we pray, Father God, now that you will strengthen your people, Lord God. Release your angelic angels upon their lives, Father God, that they may be strengthened in the area and in the test that they may be going through. Allow them, Father God, to see you in the midst. Open up their ears, Father God, that they may hear your voice giving them direction on what to do so that they're not stagnated in their test, but they can move through it expeditiously. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, hallelujah. Do it now for them, Lord God. And for those, Lord God, hallelujah, that have fallen, Father God, we pray, Lord, that you may forgive them and give them the strength, Father God, to get back up and to continue to move forward, Lord God. We come against guilt. We come against shame. Now in Jesus' name, release your glory, fresh wind, fresh anointing upon their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory be to God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We glorify your name, Lord. We thank you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yes. 
Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to move forth. Hallelujah. Right now we're going to to uh, take offering. So for those that have been blessed by the word, now we are a ministry. We do have expenses. Hallelujah. We do understand that there's many people that have ministries that they tied into. Hallelujah. But if you can give a love gift or a sow a seed into MPKI, we would greatly appreciate it. Hallelujah. This is fertile ground. You will see things multiply in your life. Hallelujah. If you if the Lord is leading you to give into the ministry, all you need to do is go to our website at mbkministries.com. At the bottom of the homepage, you'll see a donate button. Hit that donate button, and you can fill out your information right there through PayPal, and we will receive that seed and pray over it. Hallelujah. And we thank you in advance for it. Hallelujah. Or you can just go straight to PayPal and uh, our Ministry email is mbkministries at gmail.com. mbkministries at gmail.com. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we are going to move forward. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. With just some last remarks upon the word that has gone forth. I thank God for the revelation. I thank him for the word. We must truly understand that God is in control of all things. The enemy does not have the power over God. God has the power over the enemy, and he's using the things that the enemy meant for bad for his good, for his good. So don't allow the mind and your emotions to get you to react in a way that the enemy wants you to react. But allow your spirit man to lead you. Go into prayer. Seek God. It says seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. So if he's saying all things will be added unto you, that means the things that you need will be added onto you. So seek God first for all things. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and... Uh, are there any last remarks? We have about two minutes before we'll be signing out. Is there any last remarks, anything anyone would like to say? Is there any prophetic words from any prophets uh, or any of the leadership team that may have come forth during this uh, word that had gone forth? The, the stage is open. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and pray out. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you for this awesome time that we were able to have in your presence. We thank you, Father God, for the word that you have brought forth, Lord God. Hallelujah. I just pray over each and every soul that was on this line, those that came and had to leave, even those that have remained. Lord, we thank you for them, Father. And I just pray, Lord God, that as they go into their week, Lord God, that blessings may follow them, Lord God. Even those, Lord God, that you have placed upon their heart to sow into the ministry, I pray Pray whatever you have given upon the heart to sow, that it may be be multiplied a hundredfold, Father God, that your joy may follow them, Lord God, and your peace may remain upon them. Touch their households, Father God. Hallelujah. Bring promotions into their job, Father God. Hallelujah. 
Bless their children, Father God, and their children's children. We give you all the glory, Father, and all the praise. And as we separate from one another but not your sight, Father God, we just pray that your angelic angels may go with each and every individual. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, we pray. Amen and amen. My wife, Prophetess Baxter, and I just want to say we love each and every person that has come upon the line. We thank the uh, leadership team. Hallelujah. And we just want to remind you, walk by faith and not by sight. We'll see you guys here Thursday uh, for Beta Mentoring Conference Line. And next week we will be back with another word from the Lord. Y'all Amen. have a wonderful Amen. day. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.